So, a bush died, and a scientist got hit with the Me Too movement. Um, I've got a few more plays than I normally do, which means something worked today, and it was a productive day. Hi, I'm John Omarchada, and this is the Guy Fox Show. <laughs> I've never opened it like that before. Um, <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, yeah, so George Bush Sr. passed away today, and I, I felt nothing. I felt, not, that sounds callous, I understand, but if you've been listening, uh, I, I have had him in my category of uh, United States' shittiest presidents for some time now. Uh, I'm not a big fan of globalism, which back in the day was called the New World Order. Well, it still kind of is. And uh, Georgie Boy was uh, the first to come out and talk openly about it. If you read uh, Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper, he talks about the, bush, the bushes quite a bit. Um... And uh, actually, the, I'm sorry, he talks about the New World Order quite a bit. And he does, in fact, talk about uh, the Bush, or Bush Sr. Oh, scusi. It is almost 1 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I'm trying to relax. I got to fucking decompress. Decompress. Yeah. I think that's the word. Um, fucking super productive day. Molding and chop saws and fucking... You ever try to reinstall a heating element in your fucking oven? It's not quite like the fucking YouTube video makes it out to be. A little more difficult. But I figured it out. Anywho. So, uh... Yeah, so he died. Um, fine, good. I don't think he made it upstairs. Uh, if you know what I mean, I think he was a pretty. Uh, I think the in, the, the entire Bush family is is uh, kind of on the the not so great side of humanity. Um, <clears throat> Bush Senior. I don't know about Bush Junior, but I know Bush Senior uh, frequented Bohemian Grove. Um, he did the. He talked about the new world, new world order. Got us involved. He was kind of the the beginning. I don't know if I can say necessarily the beginning, but yeah, kind of the beginning of the uh, destabilization of the Middle East. Which, if you read, behold, a pale horse talks about this. Fucking Mark Dice has been talking about this. Um, Alex Jones has been talking about this for thirty years. I think David Icke too. And uh, I, I'm pretty certain I've said it before, but do not trust Jordan Maxwell. Jordan Maxwell is a fucking buffoon. He is a coattail surfer. 
um, he, one of his, uh, I don't, not mentors, but, um, somebody that he looked up to and got a lot of his talking points and research from is a lady by the name of Madame Blavowski. She, um, she was a lot of people's mentor. Um, Margaret Sanger, uh, um, I think she not fucked around in a sexual sense, but like fucked around with, uh, Aleister Crowley. The, uh, that's the dude that is the, uh, self-titled the beast and the most evil man and the 666 um he was evil for certain but uh i don't know i think he was more of he wanted to be a cult leader i mean he was into the occult and shit but i think he really he wanted power and he wanted sex because i guess he was like he he was a sexual deviant um from what i understand he uh he was a pedophile and, um, you know, when people fucking, when people that don't know all of the shit that I talk about and when you say pedophile of somebody in the, in history, they tend to like not believe it. Like that's just too much. And, uh, then you gotta fucking go into it, you know, and point out shit like Jimmy Seville. Uh, if you don't know about Jimmy Seville, he was a, um, major disc jockey and, and in fact, I think he got knighted by the queen. <clears throat> he was a a major pedophile. Um, and he ran a, some pedophile ring over in England and shit. I think I'm getting way off course. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, George Bush died. Yeah, he was in some fucked up shit. <sighs> there was uh, talks about his father, um, Herbert Walker, is that what it is? Yeah, his father's name is Herbert Walker. He's George Herbert Walker. And then George Walker Bush Jr., I think. Anyway. Um, yeah, Herbert Walker, the uh, father of George Bush Sr., um, there's talks that he was behind the Kennedy assassination. But uh, obviously nobody... Well, nobody not in the know knows which would be us <clears throat> then on to my next uh topic fucking neil degrasse tyson got hit with uh three women the me too the the uh well i don't know if if it's uh the pound me too movement i don't know if it's that i think it's uh it could be something else but i don't know maybe it, it, i just imagine they're all wrapped in especially when you have like numerous accusers coming out it's like holy fuck <clears throat> but I, I don't know i mean maybe maybe he was i don't know if I, I i don't know if i believe it i don't and i never really knew if i quite liked him or didn't like him you know he uh he seemed kind of cool he didn't seem like he was a dick uh i mean i've heard a couple of things but it wasn't it it certainly wasn't like sam harris level anti Christian babble, you know, he's just a scientist and, um, kind of, kind of a nerd, kind of cool, you know, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine him, um, being some kind of sexual deviant, but, uh, and that, that term needs to come back. The sexual deviant, you know, it sounds like an old fashioned word, but it needs to come back for sure. 
Um, but yeah, I just don't. I mean, I know they say that about a lot of people that ended up being fucking murderers and and uh, child molesters and rapists, that they were just the nicest person in the world. But I don't know, man. <sighs> he seemed like he had a... Uh, he seemed like a pretty genuine demeanor guy. You know, he didn't... He doesn't seem like he's somebody that... Oh, I know what I didn't like about him. Well, just one thing was uh, he did an interview with fucking Katy Perry. God, is she annoying. She was so fucking hot back in the day. Kids, this is a perfect example of why you don't go feminist, okay? Feminism trashes beauty. Oh, God, does it just shit all over it. Katy Perry, before she was a feminist, was just gorgeous. Damn it, she was hot. Um, God, she was like, she was it. She was the epitome, dude. Great body, gigantic top shelf, beautiful face. And she had a fucking awesome voice, like a just a sexy voice. And um, like, a, like, I don't mean to sound corny, but like a powerful, sexy voice, you know? Not quite that you're going to give her all your power, but you're going to fucking... You, you like it a little bit, you know? Like, she's she might slap you while you're doing it. <clears throat> you know? And you'd be okay with it. You'd be all right. You you might even ask for more. Scratches, hair pulling, you know, maybe an elbow. You you, you don't know where it's going to go, is all I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, she, uh, she turned feminist. God damn it. She's just annoying. She cut off all her hair. She, I mean, she just looks like shit. Uh, I don't know, maybe she purposely got heavier, stopped worrying about her figure. Um, ladies, when I talk about that, when I talk about a woman, um, and her figure and, and whatnot, listen, I hold guys to the same, not obviously gay, but not, I, I hold them to the same standard, like be in shape, because being in shape is healthy, right? <clears throat> um... You don't want to be obese because that's that's not great. Yeah? I mean, fuck's sake, dude. I get a gut on myself and I'm like, oh, God damn it, I got to get back into working out. Um, which I haven't worked out in like a fucking month. Ugh, it's gross. See? Hold myself to the same standard. Uh, but no, she was fucking gorgeous. And she was a fucking celebrity, you know? You're fucking... Get in shape. What are you doing? Why Why would you cut your hair? Uh, Britney Spears. Jesus, that was a... That was a meltdown, wasn't it? Anywho. Oh, I got a fucking pain in my side. Uh, you know the kind where, like, um, you don't quite know it's there, and then you sneeze, and you fucking damn near have an aneurysm? That kind of pain. Coughing, Jesus, that's that's torture. And not the good sex kind. It's the fucking annoying. I can't sleep throughout the night kind. You just you just ever so slightly fucking move. <clears throat> Yawning hurt. Yawning hurt. And I I have another one coming. Fuck, it's gonna hurt again. Oh, not so bad. Okay. I'm smoking out in my garage. 
it is probably 34. Nothing's freezing. You know what? Let's let's pop it up to maybe 36, 37. Nothing's freezing. It's certainly cold, and it's fucking rainy. God damn it! I was gonna get up and do my uh, my Christmas lights, and uh, which I already did, but I just gotta fix some of the bulbs because it's not all lit up. And then I was gonna put some other ones on. Went and got the staples. This is a boring story, but I'm gonna finish it just to torture you. Uh, got the lights. Got fucking everything all set up. So today I went to bust some ass and get some shit done. The staples aren't the right staples for my stapler gun. Staple gun. Um, the lights don't fit the... The new lights don't fit the old light string. And it's raining. And I just lost my shit. I was on top of the fucking ladder and... Shit wasn't working out. I busted a light with a, a fucking pair of flower needle nose pliers, which were the only ones I could fucking find. I already wasn't in the best of moods because my fucking... Ooh, the burp hurt. Mm-hmm. I was in the best moods because I had to change out my damn heating element in my stove, and that wasn't, like I said, uh, didn't, didn't go quite as easy as the video made it out to be. Of course, they stage those damn things. Of course, it's easy. It's like a brand new stove, you know, in the video. I'm I'm looking at fucking burnt on stains of some kind of food, you know. That's what I'm working with. Anyway. Oh, it is. It's 107. Fantastic. Okay, so he got hit to fucking take it all the way back to my issues, um, or the news topics, Neil deGrasse Tyson got hit, and, uh, man, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know which way to lean, you know, fucking Lawrence Krauss got hit, and they're in kind of this, well, no, they are in the same area, <clears throat> but, oh, yeah, that's what it was, um, yeah, his interview with Katy Perry was just like, ah, damn it, it just feels, I don't like it, because it feels like they're, they're pushing something on you from the left, you know? It, that's that's what it felt like. Like he's friends with celebrities. He's made it to a pretty high status. And now he's fucking meeting celebrities and shit because he's held up as some intellectual. It's funny how the left and how it's like our, I don't want to say society, but like the uh, the the entertainment industry, the entertainment portion, um, they hold, they know how stupid they are, I think. And they hold up people like Sam Harris and Neil deGrasse Tyson as like these pillars because they're all on the same side. You know, they have they have people like that that are their pillars. And then they have uh, academia that's on their side and the news is on their side. And, and you know, if they, they all support the same cause, then it's almost like they're, they're absorbing knowledge from their pillars, if that makes sense. And they're still just so fucking stupid. And what I think happens is those those guys that know that they're held up as these kind of pillars um, of intellect, they they become beholden to the left to where they have to support something like 
um, socialism, even though it, they know damn well it doesn't work. You know, like I'm, I think I'm giving them too much credit right now, because there is the flip side to it, which is no, they actually do believe in socialism. <laughs> they do. They are. But I, see, I don't know about the the uh, tranny thing. I mean, these are scientists we're talking about. <sighs> you know, it's that that has got to be a fucking right in the middle of the rock and hard place. Because you know better. You know that this is fucking obnoxiously ridiculous. It is, it is a level of stupidity that now they have to... They have to bring it in. They have to accept it. Or else they know that they'll lose their status within the, the celebrity community. You know? And... uh and then they'll lose everything. They'll lose their money. They'll lose, you know, their fame that they want so fucking badly, I bet. Um, even though I'll still back up Neil deGrasse Tyson, he seems really genuine. But I think he's he could be to the point where he's just... He's really liking the attention that he gets as, as being so famous. And so, and like I said, they're going to be beholden to the left. And then it just, that's why I like that interview felt so icky, you know, talking to fucking Katy Perry, who's now this ultra liberal leftist feminist, you know, you got, and this is how stupid fucking celebrities are. You got her fucking win that interview. And she did another interview with the dude with the blue vest, Mick something. Black guy, he's uh, one of the leaders of uh, BLM somewhere. Holy shit, is it cold out here? She did an interview with him too, and uh, it was just the fucking stupidest thing. She's apologizing for appropriating other cultures, and she's like cautious to to speak out of turn or speak over him because he's a. Pl- it's like the this this setting aside of of a race of people that isn't you, you know, to like put them on this, not setting them aside, but setting them up on a fucking pedestal and setting yourself aside. That's what I meant. It's so bizarre. Like if I was black, I would just, I'd be like, I'd feel awkward. Like you're putting me on this, this level that, you know, we're supposed to be equal. Oh, man. And this is my point when it comes to race, is that um, race doesn't matter. It's stupid. It, it, uh, what was it? It was, the word was developed in the 1600s. No, later than that. 1860s, I think. I know there's a six in there somewhere. In the 1860s. And it was um, brought up in order to divide um society in order to say that it's I mean it was a racist thing to create the word racism uh the idea of racism because then you can it it was it it dealt with the uh slave owners and they didn't want to lose their slaves so they came up with the idea of slavery um or I'm sorry racism in order to uh 
divide so that they could say that one race was meant to be slaves and then they took them on as slaves. So racism is stupid. It doesn't fucking mean anything. It's not, it's not what, it's not a, uh, a concept that holds any water. <clears throat> but, you know, people fucking fall into it. And um, we're, as I keep saying over and over again, no group is immune from bad. And, uh, but when you divide people, you tend to control certain narratives, you know, in a way. And, um, or if somebody isn't controlling, you can take advantage of that and grab hold of that control, which I think the Democrats have done very well amongst, um, fucking a lot of communities right now, you know, it's, <clears throat> and even saying that, you know, I, I don't like saying communities because again, we're kind of, uh, dividing people to an extent. So, um, you'll have people that jump on board and you'll have people that won't. And sadly in bigger cities, you see people that, that jump on board because it's just, it's, it becomes a, a, um, emotion, you know, a part of, uh, growing up. I don't want to say assimilation, but it just becomes a part of that, that, that concept. And, uh, and there's, and this happens in, in, in all societies. There's, you know, sayings that get out there, sayings that are, that I've always talked about being like a small seed put in your brain that will eventually grow into something. Um, and it can be good, it can be bad, you know, um, the first example I can think of is the black community in big cities teaching the younger, the younger people. And I, I think this is within the last generation or two, two, two generations, um, that, you know, the cops are out to kill you. Don't trust the cops. This is, I mean, it's provable. It's, it's, it, it's one of the main um, reasons why in big cities and in the black community, uh, you have a lot of trouble in between the cops dealing with black criminals. Now, I'm not saying that it's only with the blacks. I mean, it's with... <clears throat> and I, I'm, not, I'm certainly not saying it started with the blacks, uh, but I mean, it is in some other communities, you know, the, the idea that you shouldn't trust, uh, um, cops or whatever, you know, and I think that recently, especially with Black Lives Matter, especially with the left and what they've been doing is they've been stoking that they, they maybe, if nobody else was in control of that narrative, they saw a, an opportunity to jump in and grab hold of it and really take the reins and make it a major thing. There was, uh, if you haven't seen the story, I don't, man, what was that, that girl's name? She had a couple of videos. She ended up getting killed, but she had a video where she got pulled over and she had her kid in the back and you hear her saying this. And I'm not saying, I mean, it would only be an anecdotal evidence if she was the only one doing this, but 
um, she's teaching her kids, don't you trust that cop, uh, teaching them to always fight the cops. And it was just like, it was disgusting. You know, it was just absolutely disgusting. I mean, you'll, you'll see this in some poor white communities that do the same thing. Uh, Hispanic communities, poor communities. Um, and I'm not saying that the black community is poor or anything like that. But what I am saying is, <clears throat> you'll, I'm trying to explain where, like, you'll see this in other uh, uh, societies, other communities, if you will. I really hate saying that word, but I can't think of any other word to use to describe it. Um, where, and, and I'm sorry, and then she, uh, she, she argued with the cops. I don't know if, I think she got, she ended up getting arrested and pulled out of the car. But at one point in the video, uh, the cop is talking to the kid and then, you know, the kid's like at first not liking him. And then he starts to kind of come around and he gives the cop a high five because he's, the cop's trying to, you know, be a, a gentleman about everything and, and a good cop. And she is just not complying at all on purpose to cause a scene. She's, she's videoing it, you know, so she's going to put it, she's going to put it out somewhere for somebody to see. So anywho, um, the cop walks away and you can hear in the video, the little boy says, you know, mommy, he was being nice. You know, he wasn't being bad. So even a, a child can realize that, you know, this isn't the case and, and is trying to, to, because of the, the truth that he has in his head, He's trying to rebel against the what he knows to be untrue and what his mom was telling him. And I think that that's the human spirit. I mean, it's, it's a young kid, sure. But I think that that's our human spirit that, that shows that we're all, we all have a very high capacity for good and we all have a very high capacity for bad. But I think it's the, it's the what I would argue is the godlike um, human spirit that God gave us. Um, not God-like, but God, this, the human spirit that God gave us, essentially, um, that makes us want to do good. And uh, I think it was, it was prevalent in that little boy. But uh, I think a couple weeks later, after that incident, um, she was, the cops went to her house. I can't remember why. I don't know if it was domestic battery or something like that but uh the cops came there and they ended up drawing their guns she was sitting using i don't know if it was that boy or another one i think she had two kids two sons um and maybe a daughter but anyway she ends up sitting in the dining room using her or having her son on her lap with a fucking shotgun and she fired at the cops, and the cops ended up having to fire back and killed her, and the little boy wasn't hurt, which was a miracle. There you go. Maybe he wasn't hurt because of the human spirit given to him by God. Or I'd like to think so. Anywho. So, yeah. That's, uh, man, I went down a rabbit hole on that one. So there's two issues. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson got hit with the Me Too movement. I think it's the Me Too movement. Could be off on that. George Bush dies. Um, I've gotten some more listeners. Awesome. Thank you. 
Uh, I think uh, this might have had to do something with me putting this in my groups, which I can't believe I didn't realize until today. And uh, getting it out there to all, all the friends on Facebook. Um, that I just go in and fucking every time I go on Facebook, it's like hitting ad friend, ad friend, ad friend, ad friend. <clears throat> I keep saying I got a plan and this is a part of it. Um, so thank you anyway for everybody that's listening. I appreciate it and I appreciate the listen. And uh, hopefully I brightened your day a little bit. And I know that there's other stuff to talk about that I wanted to talk about, and now I'm fucking spacing. Could be because I'm decompressing a little bit, uh, and I partook of some certain things in order to do so. And now I can't fucking think about what I wanted to talk about. Um, fuck. I hate it when that happens. Let's see what all what else happened today. Oh, I did want to talk more about Sam Sam Hyde. Sam Hyde is the shit. Uh, Million Dollar Extreme uh, presents, or it's it's Million Dollar Extreme, and then they also did something called World Peace. Fucking a, dude! It it's just you start watching it, and you're like, man, I can't stop. I just can't. I don't know what it is, but it's um his type of comedy I think is reverse satire I think it's how it's labeled and I'm not a big fan of labels but uh, I, I like that a hell of a lot more than like abstract art you know what I mean as I've talked about before you know what I mean um, but it's just it's mesmerizing and at times it's super fucking funny at other times it's just like it's it, there's he and you just look at any of his fans. Usually his fans talk about this in chat rooms or whatever you call it. Response, responses. Um, at the bottom of YouTube videos and stuff. That he or whoever does his production. <sighs> um, yeah, my fucking side hurt on that one for sure. But uh, he picks, they pick. I'll just talk as if I'm talking about Million Dollar Extreme as a whole, which is Nick, damn it, it's Nick, Sam, what's the other guy's name, the small guy? Anywho, um, they always pick the fucking best music. The music is insane, and then the way that they shoot it too. I know that um, Sam Hyde went to video, video school for a while, which is actually what my cousin does. And, uh, Anywho, he, uh, yeah, they picked the best, oh, uh, the, the best music. Is there somebody fucking outside? Sorry. Um, he picks the best music, and the way that he shoots it is super fucking cool. And it's just kind of nostalgic, I think, of, like, back in the 90s and shit. But their humor is just, it's, it's insane. It's a, uh, motherfucker, dude. 
Is there somebody outside? I'll beat somebody's ass. Anyway. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? <sighs> oh, it's a really clever comedy. Type comedy that, uh, it just gets you and you're fucking hooked. And, um, I think I've talked about it before. I, sh- I, uh, I fuck with, um, Tim Heidecker on, <laughs> on Twitter all the time. I, uh, started the hashtag, uh, Tim and Eric are war pigs because they canceled war peace. War peace? They canceled world peace. Get it? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam Hyde and those guys, man, they're just, they're, they're really fucking good. And he's also friends with, uh, Gavin McGinnis, um, and Owen Benjamin has been, he, his fans, who are the Bears, which is kind of cool, um, I'll actually have, I don't want to say something like his, but kind of, um, in the future, but that's gonna, that, that plan is, is, uh, still in the works. Which, by today, fucking got some writing done. Damn it, it is going so good, but I didn't write that much. I haven't been writing that much lately. And uh, I have to. See, whatever you do, because um, I think about the people that don't have, like, a, an obvious skill of some sort. Now, I've, I was uh, lucky enough to be blessed with... Uh, a couple, like, a, a strong imagination, which I can't, I can't say enough to fucking practice your imagination as much as you can. It helps in every fucking way. Daydream, fucking sit down and write or draw or something. But, um, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to be good at, you have to fucking... Like, even writing, I know that I'm a good writer. I know that, uh, I mean, I tested really well. I remember there was one test in particular, and I might have talked about this. Um, you can have a drinking game with how many times I say that. But um, I took a test in high school. Uh, that had to do with writing, and uh, the best you can get is a six. I got a five because of uh, punctuation. But, um, so I knew I could write pretty well. And I remember that always kind of stuck in the back of my head. But when I started writing, and I remember hearing this, you know, you got to write a lot and in order, in order to be good at something, i.e. an expert, you have to spend at least 10,000 hours doing so, um, or, you know, doing that one thing every day as much as you possibly can, which I can't stress enough because, it really came out in my writing. Like, the more I write, the better I get at it. You know, the more shit will actually come out. Now, there is something to be said about not doing that thing, but thinking about it, because the pieces kind of fall together in your head. I'm a musician, too, and uh, drumming, like, my dad, he kind of taught, he, like, he taught me a paradiddle and something else, because he was a drummer. And, um, but that was it. Like, I had to... And I, 
I got some of it by playing, but then I, I got, it all fell into place in my head, like when to hit the floor, the bass drum, and the, uh, the cymbal at the same time to make that crashing boom. Like I had to, I had to, uh, wow, only 36 minutes, not bad. So that came together in my head, and then the next time I got on a set, then I did it, and it, and it, it made sense, and it made the sound that I wanted. It just kind of went on from there. I remember doing that and thinking, fuck, it would have been a lot easier if somebody would have just showed me this shit. But um, anyway, so that and a lot of, of my my uh, drumming came about by actually not playing. And, and the, I definitely see it with writing where it'll it'll come out sometimes just like a fucking waterfall and I can't write fast enough. My hand starts cramping up. It happened today. And I get a lot of those, which is nice, but... Um, a lot of my ideas also come with not writing and just kind of thinking about it while I'm doing other stuff. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from uh, my graphic de design teacher at in in high school, in my senior year of high school. And he said, uh, always have a pen and pad with you because, and even when you sleep at night, put it next to your, next to your, uh, on your nightstand, so that when you, if you wake up, you can write it down, and, uh, I remember I was such a dick to him, I didn't like him for some weird reason, but, uh, I ended up respecting the guy at the end, and, uh, and that has always stuck with me, and so, I do, I carry a fucking pad and, and pen around with me so I can write down my ideas, and that'll happen when I'm not, when I'm not thinking, when I'm not writing, I should say, um, I'll just be thinking, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh, fuck, I got to include this. I got to put this down. Oh, this is a great idea or whatever. So practice whatever you do a lot or whatever you want to do a lot. If you One, if you want to get good at it, absolutely practice a lot. Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes better um, and easier. Um, but also for whatever it is that you have a dream for, you got to do it a lot in order to get really fucking good at it, you know, like, I usually bring up, and, and this also pays into creativity, I bring up um, Pavel Datsuk, if you don't know who he was, he is, he was a center and assistant captain for the Detroit Red Wings, um, he was so good at faking people out, I mean, he had this stick handling, I think, I argue that he's the best hockey player to ever play, the shit you've seen him do, if he had a whole team of nothing but him, they would beat a, an entire team of nothing but Crosby's any fucking day. He was so good. He had an insane shot. But anyway, I always point out that the reason that he and people like Crosby or Wayne Gretzky or fucking Joe Montana back in the day, uh, Tom Brady... Um, you know, whoever it may be, whatever great athlete you see, they're so good because they know the basics, because they that's what they did over and over and over and over. You know, for 10,000 hours, they fucking practiced their stick handling, practiced, you know, uh, throwing the ball wherever they needed to throw it in between fucking hanging tires or whatever. They practiced the basics so well that it's second nature to them, and now they can tap into their creativity portion, you know. they uh, And that's what made Pavel Datsuk so fucking insanely good. I mean, 
Just look on, on YouTube, Pavel Datsuk highlights, and it will blow your mind how good that guy is. And I think now he uh, got traded back over to Russia, and he's playing at the with the KRS or something like that in their league. Anyway, the point is, is to whatever you want to do, do it a lot. Do it a lot. Carry a pin and patter on with you. So if you have ideas about whatever it is, you can write it down and fucking practice it later. Um, even if it's just garbage. Like uh, when I, um, sometimes you need to just get it out. And I have a journal that I just write whatever comes to mind. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I suffered from severe OCD and and uh, had the bad scruples. And uh, what I mean by that is is just like fucking constantly thinking that I was always doing something bad, you know, something sinful or whatever. So I had that for a while in my early 20s. And fuck, why am I talking about that? God damn it. I lost my train of thought. Anyway, I overcome it. I overcome it. I overcame it. And um, because I just realized it was such a, a waste of time. Oh, that's what it is. But uh, anyway, for me to write, I'm actually, I was, you know, the people that I've talked to in writing and stuff, or read about, I should say, um, they all say the same thing, that you need to dump out all of the insane shit, all of the stuff that's just chaotic in your head, dump that out first thing in the morning. Spend about 15 minutes writing, just fucking the first thing that comes to your mind, and just go, 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 and get it all out. It could be a dumb story about whatever, a fucking, you, you, you hate your life or your dad or your fucking car or whatever it may be. And you just get it out. And then once that's over, then your head's clear and uh, you can go on to to practice whatever it is that you're doing or, you know, whatever. And I would argue that's probably a pretty good idea for just about anything, you know. Maybe you're fucking all bent out of shape because of... Um, you know, some disagreement you got into with your boss or your wife or something. You know, fucking jot that down, and then you you tend to uh, feel better after. Actually, oddly enough, this is going to bring me into a um, a little side note. Pretty pleasant, too. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, if you have a hard time forgiving somebody, forgiveness, well, I, I would argue, try to see it this way. Forgiveness isn't for them. Forgiveness is for you because what you're doing when you don't forgive somebody and you keep stewing on something is all you're doing is you're looking, they wounded you, okay? Maybe it's a small flesh wound, maybe it's down deep, but they wounded you and that wound is trying to heal and the more that you hold on to it, the more you're just looking down at that wound and you're picking at it. You're picking at a sore and you're preventing it from healing. Okay? When you forgive somebody, you're, and you don't, you, to forgive somebody for like an insane, whatever it may be, like murdering somebody you loved or raping you or someone you loved or molestation or whatever, it's not going to be like the forgiveness may not be there. And what I'm going to tell you is, oddly enough, just say you forgive them. Maybe you don't forgive them. Just say you do. And then keep saying you do. 
Again, this isn't for them. This isn't to fucking go and hang out and be friends with them and all that other shit. No. Okay, there are bad people out there. You can forgive them, but you certainly don't need to trust them. And you don't got to like them either. Okay? God saying to love thy enemy. Um, well, he didn't necessarily say that you had to like them. You know? Loving your enemy is more like praying for them, trying not to wish bad things on them, trying to hope for good for them or whatever. But it's not saying, you know, go and give your cheek up to be slapped so that you have to turn the other one. Okay, it's certainly not saying go up and give them all of your shit without them asking or whatever, you know, to put yourself in a bad spot. That's not love. Okay. <sighs> love isn't, isn't, I mean, it can be if you want it to be, but love doesn't mean that you need to put yourself out to, um, put yourself out on purpose, I should say to make their life better or simpler or whatever. No, that's not love. Love is saying, and when loving your enemy is saying, all right, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to wish good for you. Um, I'm not even necessarily saying that you have to help, you know, fucking help them change a tire or something stupid like that. Stay away from them. Fucking don't trust them. Get the fuck away from them. You know, I forgave my stepmother, but I do not want her in my life. You know? And I won't. I won't have her in my life. I won't see her, nothing. I don't want her around my kids. But, you know, I forgive her and wish good for her. However, you also might hear me every once in a while. This is the thing about forgiveness is that we're humans. And our human instinct is revenge. This is why when I hear about humanists and shit, it's like, do you guys realize what are, what we are as humans? Yeah, we're flawed. We have a, we do have a um, high capacity for both good and evil, but we're also carnal creatures. You know, that's my point when I talk about God and how all the other gods um, throughout history, Baal and Zeus and Horus and all that, they were, they had very humanistic aspects to them okay sure could there be a miracle here or there or whatever they can fly something you know extraordinary extraordinary but the thing about Jesus and the God of the Judeo-Christian faith is that he wants you to forgive your enemy that is not human okay because the human feeling is when your enemy does something, well, the reason they are your enemy is because somebody's done something fucked up to the other person. They're now your enemy. The response, the human response to that is, I want revenge. I want them to suffer. And there's a real trick to being a Christian and um, having enemies, which you will have. And it's not even your fault. There are people that just automatically hate you. And I'm not saying that it's just Muslims or whoever it may be. Uh, there are some atheists, agnostics, I'm not saying all, um, who automatically hate you because you have a faith. Leftists who automatically hate you because you believe in Ju Judeo-Christianity. You know? So, uh... 
the trick is, is let's say they did something fucked up to you. They showed up to your house and screamed at your wife when you weren't home, you know, and threatened to come in and kick your ass and, and crack the door when they threw their body against it. You want them, you may want to hurt them, you know, you do it. But have faith in justice, and this is a big point. When justice is served to that person, take it. Okay, love justice, that's fine. That You want somebody to get justice on them. I think it's more of an idea of um, our soul wants justice. And, uh, and not just that, but we also want them to right their ways to an extent, if that makes sense. You know, so we know that they need something to teach them a lesson in order for them to write their ways. Because if not, they, they'll get away with it and they'll do it again and do it again and do it again. Um, so my, my point is to take justice when it happens and be happy with that. You know, stop thinking that you need revenge when that person gets something bad that happens to them. It's, it's an odd thing when you believe in justice and you want to hurt somebody. You just have that feeling. And then justice hits that person. You get, you get a little satisfaction. Take it. Take that. And I'd say that that's a pretty big trick in also forgiving them <clears throat> and trying to love thy neighbor. Wow, I got a little too deep on that one. I shouldn't say too deep. Just spent a lot of time on it. Anyway, let's see. Where are we? 49, oh, okay, 11 minutes, 10 minutes. Um, I did want to go back to that Tucker Carlson thing. It's funny because I read the report um, from the left from somebody who knew the people that were in that, um, and they said that when they, it was a firm knock on the door and that nobody cracked the door, but that it was a firm knock. It's like you're, you're showing your hand right there. You idiot. A firm knock? What the fuck are you talking about? You're saying that they did bang on the fucking door. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, almost, it's almost admitting guilt, but not quite. They're just pulling it back. And you know when a kid does something like that. Being, an, being a father and seeing my eight-year-old do something bad and then try to make it make it not sound so bad like I did when I was his age you know it's like that's what they're doing they know they did something bad but they don't want to give the full extent of it so they're going to say oh he didn't he didn't bang on it and crack the door he firmly knocked it's like shut the fuck up dude I know what you're doing you little snide smug little shit um fuck where was I going with that hmm I came up with it, and now I can't fucking oh, see kids. Don't try to have a podcast after you partake. Anyway. <clears throat> what else was I watching? I watched something else. Farfanugan. Oh. No, I can't do it. Can I do it? Let's see if it'll keep going. If not, 
be accountable, be responsible, don't be liberal. But hold on. <gasps> it's still going. Fuck yeah, dude. This is, it was somewhere in here. Oh, uh, Jank Yerger texted something about uh, hearing that Republicans were going door to door and to elderly people and taking their absentee ballot and destroying it. He said he said he heard something about that and that we should investigate. I'm looking at this uh, NBC News story of an embattled Florida election official. It's that black chick with the really crazy fucking hair and the lazy eyes. Um, if you if you've been paying any attention to it, Brenda Snipes is her name. Uh, says she resen- rescinds her resignation. This chick got found destroying ballots. She was... She has been in trouble fucking seven times in dealing with election fraud. And you don't hear Jake talk shit about it. And now she, I guess, resigned and now she rescinds it. What? What? Are you out of your fucking mind? And he's not saying shit about it. So... Uh, what was it? President George Bush, whatever. Florida police officer. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that was it. Oh, but uh, what I was also talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, was uh, Michael Avenatti with uh, with saying you did something wrong, but pulling it back just so that you still sound like you're a good person. When he got hit with his, uh, his, the charge from his ex-wife or whatever, um, he came out to say, she hit me first. Um, so that means you hit her. There was a first, which means that there was a second. You're the second. See what I mean? Like, he pulled it back. The cops are there, and he started pulling it back. He was screaming, she hit me first. So he did something, put his hands on a woman. Um, now, I think your mind automatically, my at least my mind automatically goes towards hit because you just hear hit. Um, so struck her, but uh, it could have been grabbing her and throwing her around like a rag doll or something. Um, but see, that's what I'm talking about. And the left does that often because they don't have any moral foundation. Uh, this or or Orcasia Cortez freaks me the fuck out. One, she's dumb as a box of rocks, but she also looks like my ex-wife. It's like, God damn it. I mean, super identical. In a super fucking scary way. And then she's also, it's like, God. Ugh. What? Anyway. Um, I just watched a video of how many dumb things that she said. It's, it's bad. It's fucking horrendous. And all the, the big talking progressives, um, just love the shit out of her and they prop her up and it's like, dude, she's, she is your George Bush junior. She is so fucking dumb. But, uh, I mean, you already have stupid shit and socialism and things like that and trying to argue why it would be good. But, um, anyway. Yeah, I'm about to... 
about to be done in four minutes. Um, anyway, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal, and thank you for listening.